Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. This last week, just finished up our second internship for the month. The week-long internships have been, I think, so rewarding for both parties. I mean, when I get to have someone here for a week, basically doing everything that we do all week, just just on a normal business week, it's really rewarding to see the progression and to see the changes. And I, and I always say this at my clinics and, you know, and I'm sure it's this way with everybody out there that's, that's uh, doing what I'm doing, but the, the level of uh, knowledge and talent out there is just, it just continues to amaze me. This last week, I had a young trainer from Warsaw, New York, just a tremendous young man, a lot of talent, a lot of, oh, the potential is limitless because his work ethic was just off the charts. And, and, you know, when you have that kind of attitude towards what you're doing, because he had just loves the horses and enjoys the horses and he wants to learn it's so rewarding to watch that progression over a five-day period and you know Saturday morning I actually gave him a ride back to the airport there in Oklahoma City and I had to pick up a horse over there so I kind of got to kill two birds with one stone but just visiting on the way over but like we've talked about before, the small changes he's going to make and the small changes that he's he's now more aware of, the results down the road are going to be phenomenal. They're going to be huge. You know, the majority of the trainers that I get to work with are, are just needing to find that extra piece or two of the puzzle that they're missing or to smooth out some rough edges and and to continue to keep that growth mindset because here's the thing like i've talked about before nobody's nobody's got everything figured out i mean we're all out here working real hard and there's a lot of guys you know a lot of people out there men and women doing what i do a lot of talent out there a tremendous amount of talent you know i think you know, for the most part, maybe there's somebody out there that's got everything figured out. But if they did, the same people would win all the time. The same people would dominate all the time. And I don't care what discipline you're in. I don't see that happening. I see that moving around. And I know I know of and I know personally some really, really great trainers and you know when i get together with them it's not a session where you're getting to where you're knocking yourself out patting yourself on the back it's a session where and and the conversation always goes to how you know 
how can we do this to be better? How can we do this to be, to communicate with our horse better? Because here's the thing, and this is one thing that, that I think when Dayton left last week, he really realized is that if you're not getting the response you want from your horse, that's not a horse issue. That's a trainer issue. You know, communication is everything. How how can you present things in a way that make it more understandable to your horse? You know, and then off of that, understanding the release is what you teach. There's got to be a release in everything you do. And I think, you know, I always talk about that. But as I went through the week with Dayton and as I watched him get sharper and sharper with his releases, the change in those horses was was incredible because I, I put him on some horses that were really, really advanced, and I put him on some that weren't as advanced, and I did that purposely because you got to be careful that them good ones don't give you a pass, and they still feel pretty good. But when you get on those horses that are, they're not as advanced in their training, those horses will tell on you. They'll let you know where you're weak. Well, even on the really advanced horses, you know, the week started out pretty good. But at the end of the week, I mean, they were, they were getting after it. I mean, it was awesome to watch. And, you know, I think Dayton would agree with me. You know, he was feeling it. He was like, okay, I, I, now that, that now I'm feeling it. And now I know exactly why I'm getting that response. And I know exactly where my release is. And, you know, it's funny after every clinic, after every public private clinic, after every, every week after an intern's here, you know, I'm always more aware of the release. I'm always sharper with the release. I'm always more aware of keeping my hands slowed down, not micromanaging, you know, and, and the micromanaging this last week is something we talked a lot about because human nature is we don't like to make mistakes because when we make a mistake, we feel like we failed and then we beat ourselves up over it. Well, I'm going to give you a little news flash. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. You know, that's part of getting better. And when you realize that you're micromanaging your horse, what you realize is your horse never knows what, what the answer was to what you were asking because you're so busy micromanaging them and you've got a hold of them. You know, let's face it, if we're really going to, if, if we're really going to get our horse to reach their potential, we got to get out of their mouth. We got to get our hands down. We got to slow our hands down. We got to, anytime you pick up on that bridle rein, you're going to inhibit that forward motion. You're going to lose momentum. Any, you know, I, I'm, the more, the more I work on this, the more I believe that. When you work backwards from that, thinking about, I need to get out of my horse's mouth. I need him to work. I need him to understand 
the task at hand and what I'm asking them to do and do they understand what I'm asking them to do. Now that doesn't mean you're never going to help them. You're going to have to help them. You know, but just like with Dayton last week, you know, one of the things I, you know, I stressed was give them a chance to find the right answer. Don't just assume you have to help them. Okay? Because give your horse a chance to find the answer, to find that response. And, you know, I can, I can say that because looking back, I was probably the world's worst. I was probably worse about micromanaging my horses than anybody listening to this podcast. You know, at one time I was working so hard and trying so hard that I couldn't hardly slow my hands down. And because, I'll be honest with you, at that time, we were struggling financially. We were, you know, we were struggling. I mean, and I couldn't afford to fail. You know, every day I felt like I was, I, every day I got up, I felt like I was at the end of the gun barrel. And I mean, so what I did at that time was inflict a whole bunch of pressure on myself to succeed. And to do that, I I felt like I had to do everything I had to, you know, and I micromanaged the crap out of my horses. You know, they'd be taking a step. I'd want them to take a step to the right and they'd be taking that step and I'd still help them. Well, that's like when, you go have somebody you there, you stop at the gate and whoever's with you gets out and they're opening the gate. And in the middle of opening the gate, you holler at them, hey, open the gate. Well, pretty soon they're like, what is the matter with you? I'm, I'm doing what you want me to do. Well, it's really, really clear to me when people are going through that. And it's easy. It's, it's so easy because here's the thing always remember this with speed comes adrenaline and with adrenaline comes strength and quickness in your hands so you have to remember like I was telling Dayton last week when we were working some horses and and he was I mean and don't get me wrong he was he had a few edges to smooth out and a few things he just needed to be more aware of but I mean super talented super talented and he's he's got a very 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 bright future but we talked about you know slowing our hands down and not micromanaging and if we can't do it in the practice pen if we can't slow our hands down and not micromanage our horses in the practice pen with speed you're sure not going to be able to with speed all you're going to do is be scaring your horses through the whole run because they're not going to be used to that much quickness with your hands and you're also going to be stronger. So it's going to be a feel that they're not used to. And so with speed, when you do that, instead of helping them, what you do is you trigger that flight response. You trigger anxiety, you trigger insecurity, you know, you trigger uncertainty all of a sudden your horse has no confidence. Well, here again, I was the king of that at one time. I'll just admit it. There's a part of me that 
I'm glad I went through that and I learned the hard way because now when I when I work with other trainers it is 100% clear to me the importance of understanding and being aware of am I sending the signal with my body first and my hands second does that horse have any warning and if you don't overemphasize that in your daily routine of working your horse there's no way they'll recognize it when you're under the under the gun and you know the lights come on and you're competing there's there's no way they'll recognize it with speed your hands are quicker and stronger than they've ever been and instead of helping them all you're doing is stimulating that flight response and when a horse when you stimulate that flight response the first thing a horse does is push against that pressure that's just the way their mind works instead of you we're thinking we're helping them but at the same time we're creating the exact response with their mind that we don't want you know that awareness of what your hands are doing that awareness of understanding let your horse make mistakes because if you don't let your horse make mistakes you'll never slow your hands down because you'll be micromanaging them the whole time you know we have some apartments on the south end of our place and there's some of the tenants are horse owners every once in a while i'll watch one of them working their horse and and some of them are really good and some really need to listen to this podcast and and slow their hands down and quit micromanaging their horse because at the end of working their horse that poor thing is just an insecure mess with no confidence and you have to understand that our horses will tell on us if you're not getting the responses that you want there's nowhere to look other than in the mirror your horse is telling you hey you need to get better at communication you know and and that's you know the great part about the internship program is that you have five days to work on that because i know just like if dayton had left after a couple days the end results wouldn't be anything that they're like they're going to be after him being here five days and getting to spend, you know, eight to 10 hours a day with me. And, you know, it's, it's so rewarding to see that, that trainer relax and ride with that extra bit of confidence because I myself, I, you know, I remember that feeling vividly where I finally, where the light bulb came on and I started to understand some things that previously I thought I understood, but I didn't, you know, just, I, I didn't, I just was not very good at some things, but live and learn, you know, that's, that kind of takes me back to when I was younger and I did not listen very good to my dad. I'll be the first to admit that he'd tell me stuff and him and I, you know, my dad and I have a really tight relationship now, but it, when I was when I was 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, you know, I was really, really smart. And, you know, every once in a while he'd, he'd tell me, yeah, there's no substitute for experience. And he, you know, he was kind of trying to, he was trying to tell me, you know, you're, 
you're young and dumb and you don't know anything. But he didn't really say it that way. Of course, I didn't really listen to him. I thought, you know, I'm 16, 17 years old. I know a lot. I was really smart. Well, you know, I had a lot of things going for me. Patience wasn't one of them. I was basically, you know, when I talk about I spent the first 10 years getting in my own way, uh, that's pretty much how it was, you know. And thankfully, the good Lord gave me the perseverance to stay with it. And it took him a long time to get me straightened out and to kind of help the light bulb come on in my head. But, but you know, if you stay at anything long enough and you get beat around enough, you'll, you'll come around. You'll learn something from it. And those of you listening, you know, because I get a lot of feedback every week from our listeners. And, you know, and, and, and I thank every one of you for that because I really appreciate it. And, and I try to get back to, I know sometimes I probably read a comment or something and, and I'm, you know, I see it come up on my phone when I'm switching horses or something. And I don't, I probably forget to get back to some people. I try to get back to as many as I can remember to, you know, the feedback on that, on, on these podcasts. And, you know, I try to keep it. I mean, this is, if I get to where I can't talk about real stuff that happens every day or happens every week, I'm not going to do a commercialized Um, scripted podcast. I just won't do it anymore. If I can talk about real life stuff, I'll continue to do them. We all go through the same challenges, probably not in the exact same order or at the exact same time, but we all go through them. And sometimes when you're going through them challenges, whatever it is, whether it's in your horse training or or your everyday life, we, we feel like we're the only some buck out here on this island getting beat around for whatever reason, lack of knowledge, lack of experience, bad choices, whatever it is. You know what? Just like with your horses, let them make mistakes. If they make a mistake, it's not a reflection of your failure. It's a reflection of your growth because you'll learn from the mistake, let them make the mistake, you can correct it after they make the mistake and help them understand what you're asking, provide the release, and here's the thing there. You got, you got to be spot on with your release. You can't be sloppy with your release. You got to know when to ask. You got to know when to release. You got to be aware of it. Don't just fall into just sloppy horse trainer mode and just be riding around up there thinking, well, I'm on them, so I'm training them. No. That's, that's not the case. Sometimes you're on them and you're confusing the hell out of them, you know, and that's a waste of, that's a waste of your time. That's a waste of your time. You're, you know, if, if, if we get sloppy up there and we're just up there and we think we're really training and, but we're just, we got our mind on 18 different things, which here again, I mean, I was the master at that. My mind just my mind don't hardly shut off, even when my eyes are closed. There ain't when my eyes are closed and I'm sleeping. There ain't no telling what's going on. So I know my brain is always about five steps ahead of my body. You get to thinking about other things while you're up there riding that horse. Well, you have to remember 
horsemanship's just communication. Helping another animal understand what you're asking. And that doesn't matter if it's a horse or a human. I mean, there are times we all struggle with humans understanding what we want them to do. I mean, there are times where I send somebody to do something and I assume, which assumption is the root of all screw-ups, I assume that they know what I'm wanting and I'll go back and look at it and I'm like, holy buckets, that was a waste of my money and their time because that isn't what I was asking. That isn't what I wanted. So remember that with your horses. Remember that with your horses. That, that's the reason, too, that it's so hard for some of you out there, and I've talked to several of you that are always looking for help, people to ride with you. You know, it is so tough to find that person that can apply the same program that you're applying. And I'm sure there's people out there that are way better than I am at training them. But you know, I've had a little experience at it. I've been at this a long time and I can teach you how to train your horse and I can help you advance your horse and, and you know, like right now, I have one assistant that's been with me a couple years, and she's pretty good, but it's taken a while to get there, too. And there's a ton left to learn, and come spring, you know, I'm going to lose her. You know, I'm dreading even thinking about having to try to train somebody else. You always have to remember that part about horsemanship's just communication understand that if we're not getting the responses we want it's because they don't understand what we're asking so that comes back on us and we still you know we're we're blame shifters human beings are finger pointers and blame shifters we got to shift the blame to everybody else or point a finger you know it's the horse it's this it's i ate that bloodline whatever now Eliminate all that from your thought process. Because if you're working a horse, you're not getting the response. There's only one place to look. That's right back at myself. And, and you know, I got to swallow that pill every week too. So don't feel like you're out there on an island. Understand that when you go through that, that's an opportunity to get better. That, that's a growth. That's a time to grow. Letting your horses make mistakes, slowing your hands down, slowing your hands down, Let, helping, helping them feel that signal before the signal, that's an opportunity to grow. Grow your communication with your horse and grow yourself as a trainer. Now, I'll be the first to admit for me, the longer I've got to hang around, the better I've gotten at being patient. Because, you know, I'll tell you what, 25 years ago, and, you know, when I say we were struggling financially, I mean, I'm telling you, we were struggling financially. We were living on whatever we made that week. And 
you know, that was, I was still rodeoing a lot. You know, those were great times and those were extremely tough times. And at those times, looking back, my lack of being able to slow my hands down and not micromanage my horses was the biggest thing that held me back. And if my horses that I had in training back then could talk, they might not tell the best stories on me, to be real honest with you. And, and I, I'll be honest, I hate thinking of that because I know there's going to be, there would be some horses 25, 30 years ago that would tell you that I just sucked. <laughs> you know, but, but I, the way I have to look at that is I learned from it and, and I feel like I'm helping these that I, that I ride now so much more. And I still ask a lot of my horses and I think effort is taught. You have to ask a lot of them. They need to be rode and they need to be rode a lot. Horses are made to be rode. They're big, strong animals, but you know, just after last week, those are some of the things after, after Dayton was here for a week, there's just a lot of things on my mind about, you know, some things that really are going to change his communication with his horses going forward. You know, those are just a few of the things we talked about all week and a few of the things that we worked on. So anyway, I've got to wrap this up, but you know, have, have a great week of training. God bless each and every one of you influence somebody today in a positive way make the world a better place have a great week be smart with your training you know be smart with your training always be a thinker be a thinker it's a thinking game as always today and every day be your best hey thanks for joining us on today's show to learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.